related to Warhammer, I got to transition to this. This is the perfect segue. <laughs> so these are $5 Amazons, okay? These are my snips. I yeah. have built two Blood Bowl teams going on three Blood Bowl teams. We'll, we'll call it four AOS armies because LON kind of twice now, SBG, uh, you know, um, but SBG is more like half of an army again. But between the LON stuff I built and what I built with SBG, we'll call it two armies. All Like the whole range of Ossiarch Bone Reapers, like everything. So well into redundancy, 3,000, 4,000 points. Um, Beasts of Chaos. So like four solid armies, right? Two Blood Bowl teams. Still going strong. Well, what's going to... I mean, you're cutting plastic. <laughs> Five dollars. It doesn't stop me from wanting $100 Ooh. God Hand Snips any less, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. I got just <laughs> one of those cheap little boxes from Amazon that is advertised as a Gunplug building kit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I just carried it over. Because I, I did one Gunplug one time and was like, now what? I built it. <laughs> it's just these lame colors. <laughs> wow. Well, apparently you can paint them, but they you can. Kind of, yeah, they, you, can, they come... you can paint anything. <laughs> sure, but they're they're that's the thing about gunpla is gunpla are like they're mobile, right? Like mobile mobile. Yeah. They 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 articulate. They have like articulating yeah. parts, and so painting feels like that would inherently. Like you'd probably scrape it away on the all, all the joints. I don't know. I've seen people do it, and I even started this. This was part of like the journey back because I was like, when I f- first finished the hit game one shot, uh, it, <laughs> it, I was like, okay, I need something else to do with my time because this was taking up so much of my time before. That was my free time. So I'm like, I just need to do something. Okay, what about this gunpla? Okay, that's that's nice. That's relaxing. I made one. Ah, oh, that's so zen. I love it. Yeah. Now I've got this thing. Yeah. I don't like the color. Maybe I'll buy some paint. And then I'm, in the back of my head, I went, wait a minute. At this point, you're just doing Warhammer. Just buy some Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fantastic And trick. then I did it. That <laughs> oh, was fantastic. I love that. I love that. What a great cold open that was. It was the perfect cold <laughs> open. I see uh, I see Chat Gag showing up. We got Frank on the rocks dropping uh, a prime sub for 28 years 28 years that sub is old enough to buy a funeral plot you gotta be 25 for a funeral plot in america and tkt (laughs) yeah i know dropping in with with 21 years of support for the stream with a with a twitch prime as well that sub is now legal to drink in the usa so what is the what is the age of uh, age of drinking in in canada like five six Something like that. As soon as you're old enough to hold an axe and go out and become a lumberjack, because I just assume everyone in Canada is a lumberjack. That's like the only career there is in Canada. Or like a maple syrup farmer where like you go out and like, but that's adjacent to lumberjacking because you have to like cork the trees instead of like axe them. It's tree. Yeah, it's tree adjacent. We have a weird dichotomy about how we feel about Canadians, right? You either think they're like lumberjacks or if the conversation needs to go a different way, you say like, Oh, they're all a bunch of liberals with their free health care, mm. mooching off their government. Yeah. Man, <laughs> man, you're going to make me with go their like nice European cities. You're going to make me go like rare form early. Like usually I try to keep it on the download when I'm a dirty leftist, <laughs> like until like that's the rub is like you usually like I usually don't go on my anti-capitalist scra- like, you usually assume until like Warhammer person one or two hours <laughs> in. Uh, but like, man, I no. did- 
my see, I'm just talking about Canada, man. I just I wish we were liberal. Like we're not even liberal though. Like we're we're neoliberal, but like we're not we're not even like the the barest <laughs> minimum. We have two conservative parties in the United States. It's it's actually kind of shitty. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm <laughs> I know. I'm I'm from uh Europe. Really? So I know. So was, I, like I, guess, I wasn't Well, I guess not not anymore, technically not from Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the United Kingdom is no longer Europe. Yeah, they Brexited, right? Like. <laughs> yeah, <they> reunited. <laughs> All right, what is so up? Good. What is up, chat gang? I am, of course, the magical Mister Mephisto, the most dangerous man in Age of Sigmar. Your loquacious Lich King, Lich King. Man, usually <laughs> I nail that. That's kind of like ironic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you said loquacious, then yeah, lo- up. <laughs> loquacious Lich King. Leading you on a journey through all the adjacent topics of this fantastic hobby we call Warhammer. Uh, this is, of course, episode 120 of AOS Rantcast. I am joined tonight by uh, the developer of soon-to-be award-winning game One Shot, uh, Alessandro, known in shacking as Roybos. How's it going, my friend? Good. Good. How about you? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, I'm 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 adjusting to my new normal, as it were. Um. <laughs> uh, d- that that phrase "new normal" doesn't mean anything anymore. I hate it. We heard it d- so much get, over the past year. Yeah, didn't year. it get ruined? Like it, all yeah. of 2020. Yeah, it got uh, ruined. The quiche king, <laughs> Mephisto. There were quiche king. Quiche is fucking delicious. Real men eat quiche. That's the name of a book. You can look it up. Um, they're close. I need to, to jot all these things down. <laughs> oh, good fact check me on everything. Um, Keep me honest. Uh, they're closer to figures, so paint don't work so good, says Frank. I, I, of course, Frank would know uh, would know Gunpla. Um, and uh, fluctuates every second from province uh, from 18 to 19. Not a joke. Makes sense. I mean, that, that like seems about uh, Canada 19. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Chat gang. I see, I see uh, Domir showing up. I see Otorius showing up. Otorius and I actually had like a fantastic conversation the other night on one of my like non- uh, show streams, you know, a uh, little bit different format when I'm doing a chat, uh, when I'm doing Mephisto a after dark. Yeah, Mephisto After Dark, yeah, <laughs> the most dangerous After Dark show, uh, sounds like a bad book. <laughs> How many opportunities do you get uh, with that shot? One of them. You get <laughs> Literally one, one. You get one of them. One shot, one opportunity, mom's spaghetti. <laughs> mom's spaghetti. <laughs> I don't know the rest of it. <laughs> All I know is really mom's spaghetti, like yeah. <laughs> because the meme just like completely over, it, like overtook. It's to the point where where my non, my my non gigantic nerd partner um is just like indo- indoctrinated accidentally into like nerd shit. Um, part of the reason the show is late tonight is I had to like fuck with the clock for her, for um, uh, for Animal Crossing. Like, <laughs> So like you can't you can't mess with the you can't mess with the clock if it's if your parental controls are on because of course I have parental controls on because I have two kids and um, and so we'll let you mess with the clock so I had to like disable the parental controls mess with manipulate with the clock let her do her like dailies manipulate the clock back get the kids to bed like in between her like doing quests <laughs> <laughs> it's always funny like That's the game modern life play. right yeah yeah yeah. No. Yeah, I guess that is a normie game. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Like, it, I it, guess it can it can it can devolve. It can. Well, I guess it's not. You'd argue that if you can't win it, it's not a game. But I don't know. I feel like you could get real 
you could get lost in it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you if it'd be like you'd be sweaty about it, but like <laughs> you could you could waste a lot of time. I see. Not that normies don't waste time too. Right. Well, I mean, I mean that's that's an interesting. I, I think that in and of itself is like an interesting um, sort of thing to ponder. I um, I, it comes up every now and then. Uh, you know, 120 episodes in 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 AOS Rantcast, and I try to treat every episode like it's somebody's first episode. Like this is the first time somebody's going to be watching this show. Um, so maybe not everyone knows that I used to do games journalism. Like before, I was. I was the most dangerous man in Warhammer. I was the most unknown journalist on Kotaku. <laughs> oh, on the real Kotaku? The, prior to them being per- bought out by the same company that bought like One Up and like everything. Oh yeah, you know. Um, so they were still. I forgot. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember. Uh, they, they were. Um, they were like user. They were kind of like the HuffPo of, of of video game journalism, in that like all they really had was contributor journalists. You didn't really like. There weren't really like there were some staff writers, but it was really just like about getting your stuff approved, kind of like a Wikipedia page, kind of like a like a Huffington Post style thing. Sure. Um, getting paid an exposure, um, and so on and so forth. And so I, I kind of started out there, and I like a fool, uh, like had like one successful article. It was called the best the best uh, movie sequels a game you never played. I think it was like the title of it, something along those lines. It was about the thing, uh, for PS2, um. And it might have been on Xbox as well. It might have been on PC. That's a really Kotaku uh, article Isn't it? Title like, too. so hipster. <laughs> like, Kotaku you were, was like... You were... Yeah, you were really writing oh, in, in the there. voice of Kotaku. Oh, I was in there. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I was I was great. It sucks. If I had stuck around, like, one or two more years, I would have got press credentials and everything. Like... Like always taking the harder path you to gone, Yeah, You could have gone to all those game conventions Packs? that... Oh, wait. All those uh, are canceled. Well, now, now. <laughs> are they, <yeah. laughs> no, it, it, but it, the 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 uh, the story of Mephisto is a man who's taken the harder the harder path his entire <laughs> life. Um, but no, um, uh, yeah. So uh, you know, I, I wrote that article is about like the thing, and I stand by what I said in that article, even though I can't remember or find it. Uh, that that the thing for the PlayStation Two was the perfect movie sequel. It's fantastic. I, I rate it still. Go check it out. It's fantastic. Um, but, like, God, I was full of myself with video games. And, you know, I spent a long time. I, I got into Justin TV uh, under a different name, uh, Leetgeist, actually, 1337, because Leetspeak was still cool. No, it was still So that was, like, 2006? A while back, yeah. I'm trying to think of when Leetspeak expired. As yeah, a, when did it run out? Thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the joke, I assure you, was old by the time I made it, because that's my <laughs> sense of humor. Um and then tr- Justin TV transitioned to Twitch, and so you know I, I you know doing the variety streamer stuff, um, making a partner pull you, push. You'll notice that like the oldest uh, 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 subscribers on my channel are about as old as the affiliate program is, uh, which isn't a mark of my ego. This is not a pride thing. This is actually a shame thing, because you won't see many affiliates with fifty month long. <laughs> subscribers because they're partner by now (laughs) Uh, good point (laughs) uh point is i've been doing this a long long time and video games have always kind of been one of these like has uh, video games have always been like a huge part of the the journey for me but they're always something i kind of do by myself there's something you know especially after i got out of games journalism i i didn't really like if i if i had five people in a room i'd want to play a tabletop rpg 
If I have two people in a room, I'd want to play Warhammer. If I'm by myself, I play a video game. Is the best way I can really describe it. Like, um, and so getting a chance to do this episode tonight is really awesome because, uh, fuck, man, you designed a game, and I want to give you officially the first ever Rantcast Video Game Award. Okay, so I've established my oh. pre- my credentials <laughs> as a games journalist. Uh, previously, uh, talked about my tenure in the video game scene. So I want you to have the most prestigious video game award in the Warhammer community. Okay. Does it come with like a little like I will get you JPEG? a tiny like I will a yeah JPEG like I an NFT. I'll the... send, you, I'll send you an <laughs> NFT or something. Yeah, send me the yeah send me the blockchain <laughs> yeah, or whatever the... you do <laughs> yeah. there. No, I'll, I'll, and I'll then get a... I can put it on the Steam page. I'll get you a I'll, I'll send you a I'll send you a tiny uh, a trophy. And the JPEG will be a photograph of that trophy. You think I'm fucking with you right now? I'm 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 being sincere. <laughs> so I'm gonna make this a meme. This is gonna be a real thing. Um, <laughs> hey, memes got me all the way into running like an amazing charity event. So like, memes never underestimate the power thing. of the meme. Yeah, yeah, the meme is powerful. So the first ever, uh, like Rantcast video game award, uh, goes to one shot. Uh, I'm, this is the inaugural year of the, of the award. You are the first one to win it. Uh, it is yours for one shot. Please hold the applause. Uh, you know, I didn't get here myself. <laughs> oh, wait, I did. <laughs> Made it all. Well, Except for those random marketplace assets I purchased. <laughs> right. Well, I mean. But I purchased those. <laughs> so therefore. So, so now that I've officially awarded you the first ever, like, AOS. Rantcast Video Game Award, the most prestigious video game award in Warhammer. See, that's funny because there's probably like not another award, so I'm like technically. So you correct. can say that. Yeah, I'm yeah. technically correct. The uh, best kind of correct. And now you get to say that you have an award-winning game. You know, the funny thing is, um, funny story. I made another game by myself before this mm-hmm. that was horrendous. It was really bad. Like it barely functioned. Uh, and I sent that to um, DreamHack. You know what DreamHack is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like yeah, it's you, like a, they. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you oh, explain so, it for, yeah, for the casuals okay. in this room. Yeah. Uh, DreamHack, I believe, is mostly like an esports thing, but they have DreamHack conventions that also are full-on conventions, and the esports is part of it. So they had a they had one in Dallas, and I was like, oh, neat! I'll submit this horrible barely functioning piece of junk game i made and they gave it an award for best casual game because there were no other casual games because this was like a convention for people who wanted to play call of duty (laughs) so i had a booth there and i didn't want to spend any money on anything for this booth so it was like a monitor and some like business cards i printed out and a phone that had the game on it because it was a mobile game and I just spent most of the time, it was basically like I just got in the convention for free. I just wandered off and didn't even like try and advertise it at all because I was like, eh, whatever. There's you, a card on the table. There's a QR code you can scan. You, you want it. You've basically described uh, uh, two components of my, my video game career. One is getting into conventions for free by uh, basically just lowest effort i possibly can into doing something to get into the convention for free um but also uh my my i have i have two specific instances of working on video games uh one was a 
a uh, game jam. You run it, you know, like you can just get together people's talent, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we made a mobile card game. It was garbage. Absolute trash. It was just an RNG thing. Like, it just, your deck was an RNG, um, you know, and then there was card text, and, like, it really didn't even matter what what the cards said on their text. They just, because the RNG just, like, won. It was the most basic thing ever. Uh, it, it was a basically a visual interface, you know, two dimensions, text. It was really straightforward. Uh, it was... Um, I don't know. It was functional. And so we were very proud of it. <laughs> like, like, I mean, <laughs> if you're at that point, you've gotten further than 99.9% .9 of the population. Right, right. And You um, made a thing, and it worked. We, yeah, and uh, and the game we, we were working on, it was so so two of us from that from that game jam went on to make like a real game, uh, quote-unquote. After that, we were using Python. Um, we had a, we had an actual, um, I'm, I'm going to tell the story so that we can kind of like contextualize it with, with what it means exactly for you to have done everything with one shot. Okay. So we actually had a, a pixel artist, which was a separate artist from our animator. Okay. And then we had me who was the, uh, script and on the, the, the uh, script writer and the design doc side of things. Uh, and then we had like a, like a coder. So we had four people, and then we had a fifth person who was sort of like an overarching. My dogs have not shut up for the last. We've been live for 19 minutes, 15 minutes. I can't even hear them, so good. you got some good noise good, canceling. Good noise canceling going on here. <laughs> um, so someone's going to pick it up on the podcast and like just get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so we had like five people work on this, like work on this game, and we were trying to get it to. Uh, the uh, the indie devcon that happens in November. Uh, Tim Schaefer's known for plugging it a lot. Um, it was a November thing. We were trying to we we started it uh, like about around this time, and we were trying to like sort of grind out this game and get it to that. Uh, getting essentially, we just wanted to have like uh, enough for like a playable demo and a t and a teaser trailer to market it. Right. Sure. Um. And uh, the whole project fell apart. Our pixel artist uh, had like a mental health breakdown and ended up. She had to check herself into a ho hospital. Our our coder decided that he wanted to go back to Full Sail University, and like. Oh no. Yeah, I know. Um, and my and the producer decided he wanted to go and work on another friend's project that was a little bit further down the line in getting finished. And so I had like a finished script, and I don't mean like coding script. I mean like a game script yeah. kind of an rpg style um i had a finished script that i had like when you say script do you mean like script of all the dialogue all or the di as in yeah so i i had to like research through yeah i had to research uh so the design document was more the walkthrough of the like mm -hmm. uh like um i learned a trick for uh video game sort of programming design from naughty dog um and how they essentially wrote in an excel spreadsheet for their sort of decision trees and so i i copied that um, from what I had seen, and so that's how I copied like the decision points in the game, uh, and then I had written the dialogue script sort of separately, with my knowledge mm -hmm. of like of film scripts and writing, which is what I'm trained in. Um, not so much film, film something I had to learn separately, but I'm trained as a writer. Um, so I had to like do that, and I incorporated those things, and so I had like this huge like chunk of just information done. This this whole story that I've been hired to write, I. I think 200 bo uh, bucks is what I was paid as a retainer, and then we were all going to share in, like, sort of equal equal share of the profits, you know, after, like, it went 
went to market or whatever or can, whatever. Can I tell you something? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump in here anytime. You you made this you made more money than I did. <laughs> um well it, if, when I, I sat down and really did the math on things, other things that I forgot about, and you you made more money than me. <laughs> I, I bought I bought Molly a food uh, a uh, I bought Molly for Christmas that year. I bought her a uh, uh, KitchenAid stand mixer with the money I made off of it. So um, that's very sweet. Yeah, um, and then with the money that was left over. No, that was, got some new models. No, it was like two hundred dollars. <laughs> that's true. Those things are pretty pricey. Yeah, one of those like nice red ones. Yeah, this one's uh, like the special, like the special silver you can't find anymore. So there's like they have like their chrome model and they have like their smoke model or whatever. It's like the silver okay. Model. Yeah. I thought you meant it was made from a type of silver that you can't find anymore. No, not that so, they don't make the silver no, one anymore. No. <laughs> it's like damn. No, so like I shared my experience, um, and that basically broke me. Um, like that, like. Because for once, like I'm, a, I'm notoriously bad at not finishing my writing projects. Um, uh, asterisk, ADHD rant incoming later down, on in the show. <laughs> um, but like, um, for once, I had actually finished the thing because working in a structure and like it wasn't my project; it was somebody else's project I was hired to work on. Like, really helped me stay on task and like just grind. And I basically sacrificed like this this huge chunk of, of my uh, of my existence because I work a job that pays the bills too, right? Like I have to go and work sure. my full time job, and so like any extra moment was spent not putting my kids to bed, not hanging out with my partner, not playing video games myself, which I enjoyed doing, not playing Warhammer, not doing anything of substance, just working on this. I disappeared. I ghosted everyone I knew for about a nine month span. Yep, that sounds very familiar. And uh, and I didn't even get something finished that I can put my name on because the hope, my dream at the end of this was like I take my like cha-ching and I every every ten years I get like a like a royalty check for like twenty five cents or whatever the minimum payout is, you know, for this game that I've forgotten I had worked on, but I have this credit and I can go tell people to go play that and read the dialogue in that game and be impressed by how great of a writer I am. I didn't even get there. And I mean, that's the rule rather than the exception, I would say, for video game related endeavors. Because video games, I don't know if anyone knows this, they're really, really hard to make. <laughs> well, and this is this is where I'm going with, I tell that whole story to say, like, I kind of see, saw, saw you around Halo's uh, Discord, you, you hung out in my, in my in chat gang a little bit too, and you said, like, hey, I got a game, I'm like, what, five bucks on Steam, I think it... <laughs> Five bucks, ten. But what is it? What's its price price point at right now? Do it's you know? five bucks uh, right now. I think it's a dollar unless the Lunar New Year's Steam sale ended. Yeah, it might still be one dollar. Like chat gang, all of you right now. It's called one shot. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give away a couple copies here tonight. Uh, out of my oh, personal. I got some codes. I'll dump some codes You'll in the dump, chat. Probably. Dump some codes. All right, we're gonna give away some copies here. But go pay this man for his video game. I didn't give him the award arbitrarily. I, I saw you around, like, Halo's things. You said you had this video game made. And I'm like, fuck, man. It's five bucks on Steam. I'll go buy it. Like, just 
whatever, five bucks. You know, like if like whenever I get my Twitch payout, I'm notoriously bad with money because it's it's just like a hundred dollars <laughs> of like goes to pe- random people's coffee, random charity things that I just happen to see in my Twitter feed, and like random impulse uh, Steam games. That's sure. literally what it gets spent on. Every now and then, I have some discipline, and I'm able to save it for a box of models. <laughs> Sometimes I buy it's wrestling. It's the t-shirts. fun money. Yeah, it's well. That's it. That's my disposable income. That's all it is. That's yeah. all, all that it's the, the disposable income. And so I'm like, yeah, fuck, five bucks. I'll, I'll I'll buy it. I'll play it on stream one time as a gag, and like you know, it'll it'll be fun in and of itself, right? I played it, and it was legit good. And I'm not. I I don't make a habit of blowing smoke up people's asses as my limited per- experience of almost being broken by trying to make a video game again the smallest scale possible that one could possibly engage in making a video game i have nothing but respect and appreciation for what you made by your fucking self i appreciate that i appreciate your appreciation um but you know what i think um to to be um, totally honest and kind of open about how I feel about the game, I think people really only like it and say really good things about it if they know that context, right? Like some some Joe Schmo coming across it because it's a dollar and then playing it is going to be like, oh, what is this? Okay, yeah, you shoot the things. All right, it's kind of cool. Uh, thumbs down. Wouldn't recommend. Uh, <laughs> but if so, but if it's someone who's like, who gets all the way to the end and sees one name in the credits, they might be like, "Oh, dang." <laughs> to, to be fair, like part of the thing that really did kind of hammer at home was getting to the credits and seeing it was just your name. I just be like, like that did blow my mind. But it 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 wasn't like I was already like playing it, and and you had actually kind of undersold it. You're like, this is a one. You're like, this is a one mechanic game. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, and I thought immediately about that card game. I'm like, yeah, we have a one mechanic card game. It's just a, a it's literally a, a D100 roll. Sorts your de- deck at the beginning, and then you're just like, you've got a card of a hand of five, and like the cards just interact really directly, you know? Like, yeah. and I, and I, I'm like, this is what I'm going to, and you fucking, you fucking lied to me because you added like other physics in it. Uh, so like, Sure. Uh, <laughs> like, like around the time I get that okay. magnet gun, I'm like this fucking liar. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll I should rephrase my my pitch then. It's a it's a one gimmick game. Okay. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you want to be really fast and loose about what a mechanic is, the mechanic is you blow things up, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you <laughs> and you just get thrown some different tools to complete said mechanic. So I, I feel like I've put the, the horse before the cart just a little bit, but I do wanna I do wanna stress that like when I was playing through your game, um like and I, I thought maybe you had like a like a like a pixel artist like what we had, you know, because um, pixel art is if anyone who's on this Twitch platform right now will know that there is an entire business right now of buying art from pixel artists for your emojis and stuff for your for your Twitch affiliates, for your little um, really? Yes. I need to get in on that. Yes, you do. <laughs> like, like pixel art for for like emojis and stuff like that. It's just, it's this whole like microcosm micro business that exists. Yeah. You know, not everyone can sit there in on like a twenty eight by twenty eight or hundred twenty eight by hundred twenty eight grid and make something that looks even remotely 
like a person, you know, let alone it's hard, <laughs> let alone like I, I've got your I've got a couple of your characters here, distinctive, completely different, like like people. Yeah, I can actually pull up all three at the same time. Boom. Look at that. Yeah, because they're small. They'll fit on a yeah. screen. Yeah, look at all three of them right it's, there. I mean, it, it's a it's very similar to um, what we do in our hobby, right? You're, you're trying to make a tiny little thing look distinct in some way, and you do it with the right colors because <laughs> you have like, what, like 120 little squares you can color in, so you better pick some colors that pop. Yeah. Yeah, like one twenty eight. I think it's one twenty eight by one twenty eight. Like it's well, those are blown up ones because now when you look at that, one of those squares is actually going to be like five pixels. When I made them, I think they're thirty two by thirty two. Yeah, and, and then know. I just blow them up one twenty eight so that you can see them at all. Otherwise, it would be yeah. <laughs> otherwise, it would be about that big on your screen right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing is like you you had you had made this game from top to bottom, and. It wasn't like I was playing a game that I thought, like, whilst I was playing it, um, I outlined at the beginning of the show, I spent way too much time talking about the Kotaku stuff to point out how cynical I have become about video games. Like, I don't enjoy them on the same level anymore. I just, I have been ruined for that forever. Um, you know, I, it's just the the elitism, the the snobbiness, what even is the a casual game versus a real hardcore game? There's a whole conversation to be had there down the line, right? Like, there's just, that's a separate show. Um because I think, uh, spoilers, it's all made up. Um, yeah. It's all post online posturing bullshit. Um, I guess that's the show. I've, I've finished the show on what a casual <laughs> game is versus a, a not casual game. But it, it did like this elitism, all these kind of things like kind of happen that, that just, again, poisoned me a little bit for video games. And I was playing your game, and the most magical thing happened, which was I was having fun. I had turned on my stream. I was going to play the game by myself in a vacuum because my show goes live and if it's if it's a non rant cast night I have maybe 3 5 pe 3 to 5 people show up on a on my show. If I'm playing a, a video game just arbitrarily pretty much nobody shows up. Um you know, Hades shows up if it's if it's uh, awake <laughs> time in Australia. Um and uh you know, if I'm doing hobby I get like, you know, like 10 to 50 people watching me if if I'm doing rant cast I get about I get about, you know, 10, 10 to 50. Um, sure. So I'm just playing this random game, and I'm like, I know, I'm just going to turn this on. I saw you had a daily challenge in it, so I did the daily challenge. Uh, totally crushed it, by the way, that day. You found <laughs> the one broken one, too. <laughs> I had to go fix that. Um, uh, there's the uh, good night to you, I think King. you were only second, though. No, I was number one. You sent me. Oh, okay. I, I, no, I was oh that's right. 42,000 yes. or something like that. I was like... <laughs> So proud of that, like or forty five thousand. I did forty five thousand dollars in damage. Um, so proud. So I did the daily thing, and then I was like playing the actual game, and I'm like, I'm just gonna like play this a little bit, and then I'm gonna switch over to I think uh, Disco Elysium's been the game I've been playing through. I'm gonna play this for a little bit, then I'm gonna switch over to Disco Elysium. Three hours later, I'd beaten the game. Like I just I couldn't stop playing. It it was it was it was this like. I, I know that you didn't necessarily describe it as this way yourself, but for me it read like this old-school arcade sensibility. You know, like the asteroids, the, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, um, space invaders, the um, uh, fucking lander. What the fuck was that game called? 
Moonlander. Moonlander. Yeah, like it just it had that like that clickability old school like sort of fuck Diablo has this vibe. Diablo for for all intents and purposes, well, not Diablo 3, but Diablo 1 and Diablo 2 is like a one button serotonin like just a, a pure dopamine hit. Every time you're left clicking, sure. you're you're getting dopamine. Yeah. You know? And that's 100% how how I designed it, right? Where it's like I just I just want to press a button and see how how hype I can make it for you to just click a button. Yeah. And then just crank that hype to 11 and see if I can carry an entire game on it. And I think for the most part it worked. Like I, um, I, I said, three hours later, I had, yeah. you know, I, I had, I had all ninety nine levels, which is super, super classic and kitschy. I know, yeah. I had um, to do, I had to do that. I know, but that's the thing is like that that old school gamer sensibility. Like I, you said something early on where where people didn't play it through to the end to see it's one name in the credits, right? And um, they maybe don't have that appreciation, and um, I disagree a little bit. Because, like, whilst it did blow my mind, the minute I found out that just you worked on this, I'm like, I got to talk to you on, I like, we got to do this show. Um, and, uh, but for me, it was like, I could feel like a, like a passion or a, like, the, again, that, that, like, now gamer's sensibility coming through. Uh oh. And join me what? in my Patreon notification just went off, which means all my Patreon notifications are about to go off in a row. So we're going to have 15 Dracula <laughs> gifts pop up in a row because i think that's as many patreon subscribers as i have um but um no it was, it was it was the the old school like gamer appreciation sensibilities like the the person who follows their mom to the laundromat and has just like the quarters they fished out the couch or like the couple they can steal from their mom without them getting mad at them or like the two you could find that somebody didn't quite all the way jam through and they thought the machine yeah. broke and you could pro and that's your your pool of quarters you got for the night right and then you go and play whatever like three arcade games are in there and you you kind of gravitate towards the one where you get the most bang for your buck out of the quarter and like whilst I like whilst I was playing one shot I was transported to the laundromat with my mom that's i mean that's the hope and how how awesome would it be to have an arcade cabinet with one shot on it. That that's the that Kickstarter. That would be metal as hell. Yes. <laughs> that's the Kickstarter. Yeah. Like get a Raspberry Pi machine, build a cabinet, like, you know, throw one shot on it. Um would you would you go have people come to my garage? <laughs> yeah. And press the button. So I've spent enough time sort of talking around my personal experience and just to kind of frame this all. But now I want to kind of kind of pass it on over to you and and say you know you mentioned you worked on a game before you, you know you got the dream hack on it you won an award on it yada 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 um award <laughs> i felt well now now you've won an award for this game i'll send you um this is the this is the real award this is the real award this is the this is the substantial one um well like where did the idea for one shot go like you'd already worked on one game before you mentioned we were kind of relating on like how you kind of disappeared for some time to just kind of work on the game so are you are you a designer by by education by trade is this a passion project Let, let's start there how did you get into game design so i okay i'm thinking i'm thinking of how far to go back i was a young as far lad. back as it is interesting <laughs> really yeah um so i finished college and got a degree in psychology and then i kind of was sitting around 
it, it was in 2008, so uh, no one could get any jobs doing anything. So I was like, ah, okay, I'll just hang around uh, and play Monster Hunter for like four months. Um, and then I moved in. I moved to Dallas and moved in with my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. Um, and I was like, ah, maybe I should go back to school or something. That would probably be cool. Figure out how to do something else. <laughs> Uh, and then I saw like, oh, you can go to school to learn how to make video games. That would be rad. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. So I got a degree, a master's degree in arts and technology, which was how they dressed it up to make it sound like a real degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a degree to make video games. <laughs> uh, and then I uh, ended up working for a company that makes VR. So I did a lot of work in VR um, and it was a lot of like enterprise kind of work, a lot of work for higher things in, in virtual reality. So it was neat. It was VR, but it was a lot of like, I wanted to make my own thing. <laughs> and then at that company, I pitched them a game and we made that game. Um, and then after we made that game, we sort of went back to doing enterprise stuff and I was like, man, I, I want to keep making games. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. And then we did start kind of, there was still a little bit of a video game thing, but I was like, man, that was so awesome when it was my idea that I was making. Uh-huh. I'm just going to go make my ideas at home. <laughs> really? So then one shot happened, um, which was, you mentioned game jams. It started as a game jam. Yeah. Um, it was the, the unreal game jam and the prompt was, um, the prompt was make it count. And I sat and thought about that, had some late nights and I was like, okay, Hey, wouldn't that be cool if it was like asteroids or missile command, Yeah, missile. Command. but you could only shoot it once. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it all came together. I had just had my first kid, so I had no time to do stuff. So this is when I got really, really good at knowing exactly what I was going to do that night, spend all the, all day, the back of my brain is figuring out, this is exactly how you're going to program this. This is exactly how, what you're going to do. You're going to make this, 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 and this. You've got an hour. As soon as the kid goes to sleep, run to the computer, do it, and then go to bed. <laughs> so that was, my, that was my routine for a long time. So you're like, hold, you're like, your wife's like, here, burp the baby, and you're like, burping the baby, and you're like, later on, I'm going to go program the shit out of this. And like, you're just, contempt- I mean, basic, I mean, yeah, it, it became a thing where I was just, it was taking up a lot of my headspace, uh-huh. which, I mean, your passion projects do. Right. Um, it probably ended up taking a little bit too much headspace. And uh, I took a hiatus from it at some point because it was like, all right, I am like, I'm too, I'm a little bit, bit too into this. I need to take a few steps back and actually be more of a dad and a husband for a bit. I understand that because yeah. it's I'm, I'm I'm being kind of a jerk. Um, I don't know if it really got to the point where anyone considered me a huge jerk, but, it, but you felt it, it in my in my mind. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm I, this, I'm being a little bit uncool here. Yeah. So I t- it I took a break from it and then I kind of ditched it. But then one day. Um, there was a Twitter account called Unreal Engine Memes that I followed. It's the most niche thing on the probably on the entire internet. Mm. Memes about a game engine I work in. 
and they say, oh, I'm going to do a stream of like people who've made Unreal Engine games. Send me yours. And then I sent it to this person. And she she was like, oh, this is dope. Oh, yeah. Hey, when are you going to finish this? And I was like, oh, yeah. When am I going to finish that? Yeah. So then I sat down and got a little bit more responsible about time taken on it and eventually finished it how, in how, December last year. December last year. How long how, all in like sort of like man hours or, 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 or work hours did you put into it, do you think? I would say, I mean, altogether is about like nine months of working on like nights and weekends, but probably like an hour a day. So if if this was something I was just doing, like if I, I don't know, if I didn't have a job mm-hmm. and I just sat and did this, it probably would have taken three months. But that's always one of that's the like. Not- <laughs> it's always one of the sad things about like passion projects is because the reality is, and this is for Warhammer too, like. You know, we all have like lives and jobs and stuff besides that we we must do, right? Yeah. And so you're kind of carving out that extra time for this this other thing. Was there any? Because you kind of mentioned sort of like like two methods. You know, one where you were kind of like all and it was maybe the irresponsible amount of encroachment on your life, and then like maybe one with a little bit more balance. Was there anything that you like learned? for a better balance or was it just like I got to grind and get it done? Like, like how did you, I guess, how did that compartmentalization sort of change between uh, before the hiatus and then after the hiatus? It was, hmm, just really limiting the time, right? Because, like, you you can really get hyper-focused on things. Oh, yeah. Like, it, that's just how it happens. Um, and you start working on something and then, you look at the clock and it's been three hours. I was just a lot more um, cognizant of just do just do an hour, <laughs> do an hour because the kids got to kids got to go to sleep, kids got to eat. <laughs> yeah, you got to wake up in the morning. But then um, when when COVID happened was when I was able to put a little more time into it, just because I'm working at home. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. lucky enough to be able to work at home and there was a brief period where they're like, Hey, uh, we're not telling you that your job's in trouble or anything, but maybe like use your vacation time for now. So it doesn't look like you're not doing anything. Mm. <laughs> I, there, I'm sure a lot of people experience that kind of situation where it's like <sighs> things slow down for everyone. Um, and I was able to just kind of use some of that time to really push it out the door because i was like all right let me just finish this thing yeah yeah it's it's been going on a while let's finish it yeah no i mean that that's pretty awesome and 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 sort of being able to get that like it's weird because like i'm starting to think of like covid lockdown as like the tale of two cities like best of times worst of times because i do think it's given us more of an a like the bad of it all is, you know, approach, uh, like encroaching, uh, approaching one million people dead in the U.S. and, uh, uh, you know, all kinds of like horrible stuff. But um, I think that's we're... kind of been my refrain about it too, where it's like, whenever you say something good happened because of COVID, and you say, but yeah, if I... I could take if I could take that back and not have a million people die, yeah, yeah, I'd keep going to the office if a million people didn't right. die. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, that's the thing is like it's it's you know, but like I think people did in a, in a sort of 
roundabout way, I don't think in any direct way, learn how precious their lives are a little bit, you know, like on a, on a direct level, like how much of, you know, at the end of the, at the end of my personal life, I'm not going to be standing on the precipice overlooking it all, holding on to, you know, the Grim Reaper's hand, like, you know, apron, staring back on everything and think, man, I wish I had worked more hours and seen my family less, but made more money. You know, like I'm, I'm going to look back on it and hope I had spent enough meaningful time with the people I love and made things I enjoyed, you know, and, and, yeah. and I think that, that in a micro, like sort of a microcosm that for the people who are particularly thoughtful, perhaps COVID-19 was a time to reflect on that. That's why I do think you're seeing a little bit of a surge in the labor movement these days and boom, there we go. We got there. You, you got the lefty rant out of me a little bit later on. Um, where I do think that people are taking stock of their lives and going like, do I really have to go to the office for this job? You know, all the data on the side of it is like, you get about four productive hours a day. That is, yeah. that's the data. And, and, you know, the American worker is more productive than it has ever been since the Industrial Revolution. Like, if you, you can, we can chart this shit. You know, it, it's just a steady line going up this way. Um, you know, it ebbs and flows, but that's what a trend means. Um, and it's just to, to look at it and be like, no, 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 like, you know, you work to live, you don't live to work and, and to really take stock of that and be, and what does this mean in my life? You know, we've looked at, uh, more people than, than at any other history, any other point in history have switched careers now, like a lot of stuff's going on because of this, this time that we've just sort of had to reflect and learn what work really meant with our lives. I think that's I think that's a good thing. I wish a million people hadn't died to figure it out. Yeah, that's that's the real tragedy of it. But anyway. <sighs> yeah, fucking bummer. Oh, there we somehow made it into a downer. <laughs> yeah, damn. No, that's my fault. That's me. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I sort of avoided the uh, a question earlier uh, about how I was doing, and I'm like, uh, I the meds that I'm on these days are. We'll see. <laughs> um, no, uh, you went with uh, Unreal Engine. Um, was it just because the uh, like sort of viral memes in the internet and the game jam, or <laughs> no? Or, or did you have like a because Python's one of the ones that I see like really really big for uh, game design right now, especially indie game design. Uh, um, Why did you make the decision to go Unreal? Was there something else you were thinking about going into? Look at that hard so, pivot, by the way, from like the downer <laughs> into like so technical. here. Yeah, well, here's the reason. If you don't know how to program, you can still use Unreal. You wow. use visual scripting. <laughs> you do not have to type anything. I did not type a single line of code. Interesting. You can 100% use Blueprint visual scripting. And that's that's going to roll into one of these things I wrote down as a as a point to get across, is that anyone listening or watching... There's nothing stopping you from making a video game right now. If you have an idea and you have a computer, um, you, you can make a video game. <laughs> like Unreal Engine, it's free. You don't have to know programming. You have to figure out how Blueprint works, and that's like some programming logic. But if you don't know C Sharp or C++ or whatever, what have you, um, I think 
Unity uses Java as well for some things. Anyway, you you can totally survive without it. If there and if it goes beyond what you need, there's something you can cut and paste from some forum somewhere. So what you're saying there's... is kind of like the WordPress <laughs> of uh, it's kind of like the WordPress of game design. I mean, I I don't want to dumb it down that much, but it's more in that direction. Like it's still like programming logic, mm-hmm. and it, it's there's still complexity to it. And if in doing it, you will learn a lot of programming logic, but it's just not typing it all out. It's something you can see visually. You see the connecting strands that, and even like when you hit go, like it lights up and it's like, oh, I'm trying to do this thing, but it's not working. You broke something. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, um, it's sort of like, um, to bring it to like a writing thing. What was that thing? Twine? It's a little bit like Twine, which is like a, um, it's almost like a choose your own adventure maker that mm-hmm. is like a huge bunch of branching paths. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's almost like, yeah, it's, it's like if you built your own choose your own adventure. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, and it's free. Unreal Engine is free. Well, it, anyone uh, free can... with an asterisk, right? It, the, sure. It's free up but until it's an you asterisk. make a certain amount. Sure. It's free up until you make some amount that you, you will not make. As an don't worry developer, yeah, yeah you you in your bedroom on your computer will not make what that threshold is don't worry um <laughs> just don't don't go don't go into this thinking you'll make money because that that's just that's a fool's errand um <laughs> well that, that's part of the passion project plight yeah. isn't it yeah i was like oh it'd be kind of cool if i made a, a couple hundred bucks um i guess technically it made uh uh gross a couple hundred bucks but you have to pay 100 bucks to get on steam you got to pay for things along the way you had to pay if for you, your music in particular yeah yeah if you want to sit if you want to save yourself some time it's like um i've, I've heard halo bring this up a lot of times where it's like the production I'm sure triangle. It's, it's yeah the production triangle which is like oh yeah okay that's exactly it so i went all the way to cheap <laughs> so it took forever yeah <laughs> and it but it was okay um i I don't downplay it i think it's a very solid game i think it's like they they used to have the 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 uh the green light program with steam this would have like a thousand percent made it out of that and like just crushed it. oh yeah i'm glad they got rid of green light though because it just got flooded with garbage garbage yeah absolutely it got exploited and it has any sometimes good thing that's that laissez-faire it just the uh the shitlords ruin it on the internet yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. But they, at the same time, it now is just like, well, whatever. You can just put your game on Steam. There's no more green lighting. It's just whatever. Give us a hundred bucks and you're on Steam. Yeah. So now they have to, after the fact, curate. So it's this weird thing where like you have to prove you're a real game after the fact. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they won't put you into cert- certain searches. You won't be in the same kind of won't be in the algorithm the same way i'm not sure if i'm supposed to talk about that maybe you i'm not supposed to have say an that. nda um I don't, know. <laughs> uh, I don't know what any of it is but you you already know if you look at steam some games have trading cards and some don't that's all i'll say about it <laughs> yeah and uh, i'm just gonna say and you're not saying it but if you have downloaded one shot you should by the way and you should play it it's, it, it really is a lot of fun as i the best way i can describe it is it's just instant dopamine every time you 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 left click um 
and uh, 99 levels, fantastic. Uh, um, we'll get to the, the plot in a minute. Um, but uh, also, if you have downloaded it, if you haven't yet, do it right now. I'll wait. All right, good. Thank you. Um, welcome back. Um, and then if you have downloaded it, uh, actually do the review thing in Steam. Uh, give it the thumbs yes, up. And type help. words. Okay? Say, I liked it. It was great. Roybox <laughs> is the man. Uh, this has improved my, my love life significantly playing this game. Whatever you need to do. Just just uh, actually do the that. The thumbs please. up help. Wish lists help. If you don't buy it, wish list it. Yeah. It all it all feeds that that algorithm. The mighty algorithm that we're yeah. all beholden to these days. Yeah. But anyway, I'm getting getting back on track to saying um just just I'm gonna one hit it home that like it is basically free to make a game. It's totally democratized. There is no Based. overlord saying you are allowed to make a video game because you have a degree. You are allowed to make a video game. Well, there there's gatekeepers in a sense that you have to pay Steam a hundred dollars, but there's not a gatekeeper in a sense that, for whatever reason, like you feel like you're not able to make it. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, I had a background in it, so I was able to make it more quickly than you might be able to. But you can you can figure it out. Like yeah. you you're if you're listening to this, you're probably a person who knows how to use a computer. And <laughs> you can download some programs. Like I made the art in a free thing called Piscal, um, which now that I've said it out loud sounds like a, like a joke program <laughs> uh, that would be in like a GTA game. Mm -hmm. uh, and all the art is just like um, it's it's basically like I made it in Minecraft. It's all voxel art. For those little spaceships, I've got the little spaceships pulled up here right now. What what about like animating? Because like you had to have like little like pixel explosions. You had to have like the cool laser beam and that explode. Like, oh, that's true. You know what? Those were like, <laughs> those were like stock Unreal things. Really? Yeah. Wow. I used a lot of just stock stuff, um, and a lot of the sound. Some of the sounds were just stock sounds that had like effects on them. Uh -huh that were just like, okay, I'll make it echo a bunch. Okay, now it's my sound because I made it echo. Yeah. And anything you like buy from the Unreal Marketplace or that comes with the Unreal Engine, you have rights to that. That's that's yours. It's yours to keep, buddy. Go do what you want with it. Uh, Demir uh, here in Chatgang asks, well, why did you pick Steam over something like uh, uh, Itch.io? It's on Itch as well. It's on Itch? Um, yeah, it's, on, it's also on Humble. Um, just for that reach, just for it to go everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, but Steam is just, that's kind of where you go, right? Like, that's when you know you, you're really making a game. Not that there's anything wrong with Itch. I put it on Itch as well. Um, but it was kind of my goal to go on Steam, whether or not that's a good goal. <laughs> it's just something that made me feel special, like I'd made a real game. No, I I mean, you, you did make a real game, man. Like, um. <laughs> You've got some humility issues like we need to we need to hammer out I'm here. Try, I'm, you gotta, you I'm gotta being humble about internet it. <laughs> bravado. It's all about confidence and. If and, I was typing, maybe it would be like yeah, that. Yeah, is that what it is? But I have to look you in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I to to be fair, I have a I have a problem with um, 
hyping my own shit too. You know, like I'm okay like hyping other people's stuff, but when it's I'm setting the bar low. Yeah. Yeah. No, I it, you don't want expectations to get too high for your game and then people go play it and and they're like, "Oh, like, oh, I thought uh, I thought this was going to have blah blah blah." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought this was a roguelike. It says it in the description. But but that's the thing is like Domir here is like it's okay to brag about finishing a thing that you did on your own. I mean, it really is. I mean, this this really is like an impressive feat. Like I said, I I, I told a a way too long story about my experience like with games and it's I mean finishing the project that's such the hardest part especially with like video games writing is super saturated video gaming super saturated there's a lot of saturation content creation on YouTube super saturated you know like there's, yeah. there's a lot of saturation to our digital lives these days and so the fact that you're you're capable of, of finishing something that took nine months you know like that's that's a lot of discipline you know like you, you that's commendable I think a lot of people could see that. Yeah, I, th yeah, I think it, <laughs> the biggest part is of it just being such an endurance thing. It's like, I I did it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I took on the work of five, six people mm -hmm. and got it done. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> and then I finished it and I'm like, okay, now what? <laughs> well, I mean, that that is a... I was going to wait for the question uh, for now what or what's next, but you said it yourself. Like, well, now what? I'm not uh, not gonna make any video games for a while. Really? That was a little too uh, that, was, that was a little too much for me. I've got some ideas. Like I had an idea for a thing, and then I sat down and started making it, and looked at the blank project, and I was like, "Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. What about not what yet. about I, what about what about one shot two? What about a what about a PVP mode? The second shot. Yeah, the um, second shot. I when I was trying to get it on the Nintendo Switch, mm -hmm. which they. I've tried so many times. I gave up. Um, that's what I was pitching too, because they're like, "Oh, what? What is your multiplayer stuff?" I'm like, "Oh, I don't know. Here's here's some ideas for what it would be for multiplayer, and here's what I'll add for Switch." And then I had all these neat ideas, and then it was like, it's "Like, uh, but we don't want that." I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't. I, I don't think I would go back to one shot. You want to go? It's, you one it's, shot stuff. It's gone as far as it can. It's it's really like, I feel like it's been stretched as much as it can be. That that phyllo dough is nice and thin. Uh -huh. I don't want to tear it. You know, that's it. Fantastic uh, cooking meme. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but it's 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 gone as far as it can. I'd I'd want to do something new anyway. Like that's not exciting to go back to something that's already been done. Mm -hmm. It's like when here. It's like if you finished like a model or something, you just put it on the shelf. And it's there. It is. That's that moment in time. That's that thing I made. Yeah, I like it how it is. I'm not gonna go touch up that little spot because you know what? It's a nice little time capsule. Well, when I could paint like that. You're you're not wrong. Like I, I have like a hundred twenty old skeleton warriors. Yeah, and like, you don't want to like go back. I'm and, not going back and painting them. Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? I've exactly. got a bunch of new ones here that I'm putting together. They are together. what I'm they are. Paint yeah, these instead. <laughs> Why would I go back and paint all the ones I've already painted? I oh, want to yeah. work on these new ones. I don't have any models here. This used to be where I painted, but then baby started sleeping in this room. So I'm like, I would have done the same thing, but I almost like reached over and like, oh, wait, that's just empty space now. <laughs> uh, 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 choose your only adventure that you can only go through once. Yeah. One opportunity, yeah. one shot. Yeah. I've Wait thought about doing like uh, choose your own adventure um, visual novel type things just because that seems like 
there's a lot because i like those things but to do like some stupid variation on it and (laughs) maybe a one-shot visual novel to be fair so you do have a story in there and the humor is like pretty tongue-in-cheek fun like there's um you know you're basically working for like the way you go in, like, you sort of... Uh, the Galactic Federation of Several Planets. Yeah, there's a Galactic <laughs> Federation. Like, they, um, they're they fighting some, some, some dirty insurgents or whatever, and they're like, actually, we just live here. And they're like, no, 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 you, they're insurgents. Like, there was a whole... Um, I don't want to put my spin on it, but I guess why don't you tell me what this... There was a story in one shot. You could have not had that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It was... Here's the thing. It started out as tutorial messages. Uh-huh. Uh, like, I was like, okay, so here's there's going to be a little dude who tells you how to, you know, to click the left mouse button. Well, even there, and then you I was the, like, well, what the... if he said something funny? <laughs> well, yeah, you had the boss, and the boss is like, like yeah. you have to explain within the within the, the meta of the game why you only have one shot. Well, you only have enough yeah, money exactly. to shoot it once. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. well, Cor- no, there's, there's budget constraints. Yeah. Um, it's not that they don't have the money. It's just they don't want to spend it. <laughs> Right. They, right. they got plenty of money. It's just, well, you know, it's a really big laser. You probably only need to fire it once because it costs about $6 billion to fire this thing. Because I, I actually thought about this because I was thinking, it came from me thinking about, like, how much did it cost to shoot the Death Star laser? That yeah. must have been really expensive. I know you blew up a whole planet, but there's got to be more cost-effective ways to do that. And then I, then I applied that kind of stupid logic to this where it's like, okay, you, <laughs> it's they don't want to spend their resources to do it too often. <laughs> and it's and it's just this, it's it's like corporate America kind of thing yeah, where yeah. like, oh yeah, there's cake in the office today after you're done murdering people. Well, it, it just, there was a there, the, the tongue-in-cheek quality to it all so that was like kind of born after the fact, like after like you had the t- you were like, well, we got oh, totally. This it was a- just it was a tutorial thing, and then I think I don't remember if someone literally asked like, how come I only get to shoot it once? Like, well, one because the game's called One Shot, mm-hmm. and two, here's a stupid in 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 universe reason. There you go, budget constraints. See, that's um, <laughs> that's so much. That's so funny. It makes it feel very so video gamey though. I now have this question where if, like, the best video game ideas ever come from, like, the having to self-justify fun mechanics. Like, <laughs> I like, know, yeah. Like, Metal Gear it's Solid. It's more funny trying yeah. to justify it. Yeah, well, like, Metal Gear Solid. Like, you know, we've, we've got gamer t-shirts upon gamer t-shirts of, like, eating food off the ground and, you know, all kinds of, like, video game tropes, right? And oh, I, my my just brain... just makes me think of... Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. What was that? Gosh, there was, there was like, a a webcomic that was like VG cats mm-hmm. and they were making fun of gamer shirts. It said, and the shirt VG just cats. said, Oh wait, no, no, it was a penny arcade thing penny where they said like, too. Oh, wouldn't it be really funny if our shirt just said, uh, you press forward to walk in a video game, but in real life, you got to put one foot in front of the other. Isn't that funny? <laughs> mm. <laughs> But their joke was that that is cringe, not that yeah, they yeah, were yeah, really the, making that joke, because yeah. that is the kind of joke they would probably make these days. It's true. Well, <laughs> the, the one the one VG Cats I always remember is they, they did a bunch of bro, uh, like, puns. And so they had a bro Sidon, god of the brotion, and I just, like, <laughs> fucking lost my mind. 
It was like the fucking funniest thing, the VG cat. I, I remember liking VG cats, but now I can't remember a single yeah, specific right? VG cat. Yeah. It's like VG cats. Like I was trying to pal around with you and be like, yeah, I remember that one. I'm like, oh, I can't remember any of them. I remember what the characters look like. They look like webcomic characters. Because <laughs> you laugh at it and then it like doesn't store them in the same part of your brain. Yeah. Um, Penny Arcade, I remember a lot more substantially because they're not like they're not like laugh on, like completely lose your your mind funny. They're usually just like, ha, ah, that was funny, and then you click. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then you <laughs> then you go to their merch store, or you bought no, Penny Arcade merch. No. I don't think it. I I don't know if I've interacted with anyone who has, and I don't know if I want to. I mean. Looking at you, anyone in chat who's bought yeah, you're Penny all Arcade, being silently sure. judged right now. If you're Penny if it's Arcade. PAX, that's different. If you have it, literally PAX Penny Arcade, sweet. the comic would be weird. <laughs> PAX is sweet, um, especially because the focus on the indie developers. Um, yes. So like, I mean, you 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 mentioned but I like, didn't get to go to PAX. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. Worry. I think I applied to do it, um, and I scrambled two hours before and. <laughs> Obviously, did not get in because they have like double A indies that do that. Yeah, like fucking Hollow Knight and shit, where yeah. you're like, okay, they, yeah, it yeah. was made by six people, yeah. but it was six industry titans, each who yeah. was a paragon of their job at a previous triple A company. Sure, there really needs to be a better term for like, okay, indie studio, but not indie like one one dude in his bedroom trying not to be too loud while the kid sleeps <laughs> well, or like a original like id, id softworks right where it was like six sure. friends in college in the one dorm room programming one of the greatest games of all time uh, i don't know how much you get into like like dev culture and you know the stories of how games a little bit a little bit yeah. i i don't get to i i'm i don't know i'm one of those people who like i don't know the names of anyone in the bands i like that's an example. That's like right. I, I don't get too much. I don't care too much about the artists. I care about the art. Really. And you can. I don't know if that makes me a bad person. See, I know the. But I it's know the stories. worst thing you can say about me. I guess I'm doing okay. No, you're not too bad. No, I see. I know <laughs> stories better than I know names. First, like so, I like I get it, but like I, I understand. Like I know. I tend to know like the stories of the thing, and I just can never remember the names. So mm. like I, I but. That's very human. Like humans, we we process and we, yeah. we digest. Like we think of narratives and stories. That's how you know. That's what rhetoric is. It's it's digesting a story that that explains some concept, right? Yeah. Um, it's why 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 some folks speak in parables, right? Or or uh, yeah. Um. So, um, my dogs are going off again. Why? I'm not hearing it. So good. Good, just good. just power through it, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, it's still distracting. Like you don't hear, but I, <laughs> I, I totally do. Um, so uh, you you had this like narrative, and like you said, like it, it sort of was uh like backfill to the tutorial, but there was this moment where I was like, is he being more clever than I think he is? Probably you mentioned, not. Like, like doing a, <laughs> well, yeah, you mentioned like doing a like a choose your own adventure like story or whatever and there was a point in time where like the tutorial explained that there was a new like villain and I refused to shoot the villain because I'm like nah man like I'm just going to keep shooting like these other spaceships I'm not going to shoot oh, the, like, yeah. the rebel leader <laughs> you know I never even considered anyone would not shoot that guy because it was the first one mm-hmm. so I was like I'm sure you'll just shoot him because you want the points right no I, refused. I didn't consider anyone not shooting him 
I cleared the stage, and so I thought like it was like a way to end up on an alternate for the next no, like twenty levels. It's or not. Something. It's not Star Fox sixty four. Sorry, <laughs> that would have been cool. Um, That's what it no, was. My Star Fox that, instincts were kicking in. Yeah, yeah, because that dude um, just ends up becoming a normal enemy type who does the whole. He'll go a certain distance and then just phase out. So, so you got to be quick. So you 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 had to program in. Uh, Essentially, like, their, the movements for all the ships and stuff, too? Yep. So, I didn't animate anything. Well, okay. It depends on your definition of animation. But <laughs> all of that movement of the spaceships is totally just procedural. It's mm. just... And they have different sets of behavior where it's just, like, once you spawn in, pick a direction, go that direction for some randomized amount of time, and turn some random angle and then go that direction for for x amount of time so it's super simple but it works because it just then makes it look like they're all just flying around doing aerial maneuvers you're doing the thing kenny did to me um on my my show uh, a few i don't know it might have been a month ago now uh hey gm kenny uh where where he talked about how easy it was to just paint all of his soul blight grave lord's army Oh, like, sorry. Am I am to I... <laughs> like content, like to just like to like just you know, uh, 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 uh brush winning, uh, levels of 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 great con of like just great painting where like he's gonna go out and win like hobby awards for like oh it was just so easy I did all this, but um, but like you're kind of downplaying how putting it all sure. those those granular I'm... details together. You know, took- I'm downplaying it because part of my soapbox is that that any you could do it. You could do it. Anyone can do it. Like it's you just have to think about what needs to happen and then Google it. <laughs> like, that's that's eighty seven percent of development work is you're smart enough and know enough about the problem to know what you're trying to do and put it into words. I put a step in there where, like, I try just blindly to do something with the software just because failure is a good teacher. Mm-hmm. Then you Google it. Yeah. And then someone else has figured it out, and you can implement that in your own way. I, that Hopefully that doesn't make – doesn't, you know, uh, kind of reveal the man behind the curtain too much, but You're, it's – that's what it is. <laughs> but you, it's, it's – go ahead. You could sit down and figure this out. I mean, and by you, I mean whoever's listening to this. Yeah, well, I mean you're not like, <laughs> I mean you're you're not wrong. I've I've had enough pro uh, like I've done enough programming to know even when you're doing the, you know, lines of code thing, um, you know, the joke is that eighty percent of the job is just Google searching, the solution, because sure. like someone will have a literal smart enough to know what to Google. Yeah, like someone <laughs> will have like a literal like if you're doing like HTTP, HTTP shit or like you know, uh, whatever it is you're working on, like, there's a line of code somebody has that they're like, this is broken, like, if you just insert this, then you do this, and if you know that this references this name of the thing that you're specifically working on, that then you need to put that in double quotes, and, like, that fixes the problem, and you're yeah. like... Oh, yeah, you missed a semicolon. Yeah, like, and, and but that, but that happens. I, I mean, I've, I've worked enough on some, like, some web, some web admin shit, and I, uh, all my buddies, I often make the joke that instead of going for English lit, I should have went for commsci. And uh, I just didn't. Um, even though every one of the friends I hung out with in school and in college were all computer science majors. Like, well, 
why didn't I switch majors? Because I could always go back and just write by myself. And then they kind of like pulled the curtain back and they're like, yeah, you learn all these like concepts and architecture and stuff like that. But then you just, you usually end up working for a company where you're working with some proprietary software anyway. And like, and then you're just dealing with the proprietary thing. And that's its own like sort of separate can of worms that you just either have to learn entirely anyway, or, you know, like the sort of like the code monkey days are, are kind of receding a little bit. Yeah, totally. And, Uh, and you know what, that, that, that comp sci degree isn't permission to go be a programmer. (laughs) You could just, you could just, I don't know, do like what Khan Academy, is that still a thing? Code Academy, Khan Academy, whatever, mm-hmm. and get the concepts down. Like, yeah, it's and and if it's unreal, they have a whole bunch of tutorials on their site. They want you to use it because they want a cut. If you happen to <laughs> make well, a bunch you, of money, they want a cut. <laughs> yeah, if you strike oil, they want to cut. Yeah. Like quality, yeah, exactly. Quality it's is very smart business. Yeah. Oh yeah, like uh uh. It is very smart business to give people at a certain clip free access to everything and then take money from the whales. Almost like that should be a business model for a bunch of companies out there that put stuff behind uh, paywalls unnecessarily. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why you get a free student license for all the 3D modeling software because you learn to only, you've learned to use their software. You didn't, I mean, in some sense, you learn like the concepts, and you can use whatever program you want. But you're 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 hooked into this ecosystem, and now it's like, okay, well, now you're out of school. Go tell the company you work for you know how to use 3ds Max, so they so they need to buy <laughs> licenses for 3ds Max, which is a modeling software. Right. And I did not use any real modeling software. <laughs> Because I do not know how to 3D model. That is my. That's like my biggest kind of uh, void in knowledge. Well, that would be where like your next game jam. You'd like have a 3D modeler come on with you or something. Okay, like. yeah. <laughs> yeah pro- I, I don't know. I don't want to share all those profits. You know. Sure. I don't right. Sh- yeah. I want to share that zero dollars. Yeah, you're in this for the. You're in this for the money. <laughs> it's all a big grift, just like me. Um, yeah. You know that's why oh I make gosh. Warhammer content. Um. <laughs> That's, I've heard that it's it's really hot right now, the Warhammer content well, scene. Well, the thing is, is you get in on it early so that if it takes off, uh, you were on the inside track. But by the way, when it takes off, the recency bias is it's going to be only the hugest people will rise to the top, and then the new people who are like riding the wave will, will rise. No, it's not the cream. It's just it's all. <laughs> um, skill is such the such the minority uh, 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 necessary component of being successful. It's not even funny. It's um, a lot of luck. It just is a lot of luck. Yeah, a lot of hard work. Line. Timing is huge, um, and you can't really like predict timing. Um, you can, yeah. I mean, you can you can help yourself out as much as you can. But it's like the, the, it's like Tom Brady said, uh, something, something. I was really lucky that, uh, who was the guy who was the quarterback that he replaced? Was it who got, or whatever? who got completely drilled and had to go to the hospital. And that's why Tom Brady became the new quarterback. It's yeah. Like, it's all because of that good luck. Yeah. 
there's well, plenty of quarterbacks who are probably pretty much as good but when you put someone in that situation they, they kind of activate anyway no, totally I mean, unrelated no to I, I think there is something to like I, I think hard work talent are prereq are like are requisite you know like everyone at a certain point sure. has some amount of like hard yeah. work like you're just doing that and that's what you're doing if you're even in this clip if you're here to begin with you already have some modicum of talent and hard work you've put in which it, it's not that like you know, we have this, like, narrative of, like, it's the person who does work the hardest that, like, you know, gets the rewards. And it's, like, not really, you know. Not like all it, the time. It's, it, like, usually it's just people, like, are, are kind of always working hard constantly across the board everywhere. And then it's just luck is the is the tiebreaker. Yeah. Was totally. it Bledsoe? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Hotspur. Yeah. Blood, blood so yeah. it's ground? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to bring it back. Hmm. <laughs> You did get a Warhammer question here. Okay. Are you ready for this? Uh-oh. <laughs> Who would have fit better for corn, Lionel Johnson or Sanguinius? What? I don't know. I don't know. Are you asking me that? I guess. it's a. This seems like a 40K question. Is someone question. asking me Warhammer things? This is a 40K Warhammer question, no less. Did someone Google random 40K words? Uh, Sanguinius because he's the Blood Angels leader. Next question. Um... <laughs> I'm confused by that question. It's a weird question. Um, Who's Lionel? <laughs> Lionel Johnson is the leader of the Dark Angels, as I recall. Okay. Not that's that I know space, anything about is that. Is that that's, from that space game? That's the space game. It's that the space dumb game. space one. Yeah, the weird space one. Yeah, I that's agree. weird. Isn't that something that like alt right people play? <sighs> I think kinda. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exclusively for the only like, weird, cool, weird cool dads play AOS. Uh, Richard Spencer fans play 40k. Damn, coming in like. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> so if people want to look up this video game you made, how would they find it on the internet? Uh, you can search One Shot on Steam and don't review bomb it because I said that your game is. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't actually really feel that way about Warhammer 40k. I'm just trying flippant. to be. You were just yeah. I know, I'm being I flippant because. As it's not, it's not really for me. No, I, I used to love it when I was uh, eleven, mm. and that sounds like I'm being mean, but I'm not. <laughs> no, I I grew out of 40k too. I, I yeah, get, it's too too late. Says Hades. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, so um, you you um, and it's one shot with a W O N, like you won the game by shotting. There you go. There you go. It's um, a very clever pun. Just to reset a little bit, you said like anyone can anyone can code, anyone can make a game. Um, it felt like for a time the industry was moving towards like gating people behind like degrees, gating people behind like company, like just trying to make it prohibitive to learn how to make a game. Um, and do you have any speculation on like what changed or why it seemed why you can just like get unreal for free and then go to try to make a game like do you know can do you have any conspiracy theories or anything like that on on what happened or where the changing of the guard occurred because for a time it did th to me feel yeah. like it was getting very prohibitive to make games i mean I think I, it, go ahead go ahead i was i was gonna say i think it really started with um at least in a mainstream sense with folks like um like jonathan blow who made um, 
what's that game? The time travel, the time travel mechanic game. Braid. Braid. Yeah. Games like Braid, where that was a one person team. Mostly. There's um, a really good, I think it might still be on Netflix. Um, uh, uh, documentary i think it's called indie game it's about uh it's about him it's about uh, the the two who worked on meat uh super meat boy yeah i was gonna team say super meat boy next yeah the yeah, go, go teams like that they 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 uh they broke out of that system and and proved you could make something commercially viable mm-hmm. there was definitely people before who were making like i mean go on new grounds right i mean it's full of Little flash games. And- One dude making a flash game, and th- yeah. I'm pretty sure that's where the Super Meat Boy guys started. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm a historian of <laughs> video games, but that it kind of started in that era, and then you there was just kind of this explosion of one, two, three, four person teams making these mega hit games, like you, and still it happens today. Like well, Undertale comes to mind with um, yeah, exactly with, with Toby Fox is kind of like the most recent. I know it's like 2015 is like ancient history in the internet, but it still feels recent and relevant. Was it that long ago? Yeah, I know. But oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. But like we did lose, not... we did lose basically three entire years. So you yeah, know, just for like so it's bit. yeah, it's more like it's it was still like, 2017. Yeah, it's still 2017. So it's more like two years ago, right? It's not um. But yeah, like, but that took that took him like I think something like six years to make because he's got a full time job and he's working on it and he did do yeah. all the music rather than like you know buy the assets and stuff. So yeah, I <laughs> I I read up about how he made his music too, and I was like, oh, I could do that. I'm like, and you're like, no, nah. I can't. You're like, nah, because what he's what he said, and I might be misquoting him and paraphrasing another thing that someone at me ats me about. Um, is he just found like random free, uh, like royalty free bleeps and bloops and just mix them into songs uh-huh. because he, that's all how he figured out how to do it yeah. <laughs> and then made some bangers, well, like, like absolute bangers. Yeah. Yeah. Chip tunes out right of random now are, stuff. Yeah. Chip tunes <laughs> right now are like, are, are pretty, uh, there's like sort of a whole like sort of cult of chip tunes going on right yeah. now. Um, well, the kids are into it. Like Monty Ohm did Ruby in like Poser Four or something like that, and I think that there is a culturally speaking a like a movement back toward like the sort of DIY digital. If I can, if I can frame it as such, if I can ma- invent something, DIY is a, a, con- a concept that everyone knows, but but like this DIY digital migration where we're we're trying to like remember how to like. You know, the best video games of all times or, like, the ones that are, like, completely in- ingrained in people's minds usually aren't these, like, big, bloated, inflated projects, you know. You know, no one's going to care about Madden 2020 blah as, like, the best game of all time. It might yeah. be the best version of Madden that you've ever played, but it's never, you know, no one's, that's not the game that you're, like, this game w- changed shit. You know, this game came out and it, like, was the game of its era or the game that defined a genre you know like we're not really seeing that like with indie games and i know like we we've already sort of mentioned the kind of difficulty in that term because are you really an indie game if you're like yeah. six paragons of a triple a studio 
Um, it's another one of those fake words yeah. to try and categorize an uncategorizable thing. Right, but but without having an alternate definition, like I'm just gonna yeah. I'm gonna throw indie turn indie game back out there. Um, but like but like it it does feel like you get a lot more innovation from the indie side of things right now in video games. Yeah, because. Well, go ahead. I mean, yeah, because well, why? Go on. No, this is no. I think this because is... I mean the probably the bigger part of it is if you're an I mean a really indie 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 <laughs> uh, negative one a developer, you're not really thinking you're going to make money one way or the other, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're a triple A studio, there is risk involved. You've got to pay all these people, and you don't want to put out a stinker or some weird game that you know, a hundred people are going to buy and, and then your whole studio collapses. <laughs> right. You can't pay the electricity bill anymore. And a bunch of people are going to be, you know, collecting unemployment checks. So you, you can't, it, it's about being able to take risks. Um, there's, there's not any real innovation without risk. Right. And the, and, the... Go ahead, go ahead. I didn't have anything to lose. So not to say that I made some, you know, genre-defying masterpiece, but someone like me or or you, uh, it doesn't have anything to lose, right? That's ambitious. I got my day job, whatever. I'll make something cool that I think is awesome and put it out there. And maybe it is amazing and it makes me some money, but it's probably not going to. And either way, I my life hasn't changed all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's having that kind of attitude probably lets you innovate a lot more or do something that's more niche. Like I don't need to sell a million copies to make my money back. Yeah. I, I need to sell 120. Right. (laughs) So it's, there's that as well, where it's like, you can make something that now is super niche, but because that niche really loved this thing, they're telling all their friends about it and it's not niche anymore. Right. Like, like this whole um, explosion of like wholesome games. No one cared about wholesome games or was making wholesome games, you know, f- six years ago. Except I had for a Animal Sesame Crossing Street game that would disagree with you. Sure. Was, yeah. Okay, no. but uh, the new kind of way we look at wholesome games as they're like marketed to uh, grown-ups. It's not like a kid's property. It's just a game that's more about chilling. Yes. It's not a game about murdering people. It's like it's a game that's got some positivity. Um, Stardew Valley sticks out in my mind like, yeah, uh, like Stardew uh, Valley Animal Crossing, yeah. Um Yeah, and but the but the indie versions of those. Yes, I understand that um Harvest Moon exists. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that 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 they invented that genre, but there's been an explosion of indie wholesome games. There's even like that wholesome con even Undertale, um, I think, is a wholesome. Yeah, thing. things like that, and it's it's, and that, I mean, a AAA studio would never would have made a game like that. Like, no, people want to shoot other people in the head, and then call them slurs. Like, that's what that's what how we make our money. But instead, <sighs> God, it's like, I hate that so much. Someone, but instead, some like three four people were like, oh, I want to make this, you know, positive game about. Five gay dinosaurs at summer camp, based who are who are trying to come to terms with the end of civilization. Like, oh, okay, like 
but that is going to blow up. Ten would play that game. That sounds it. amazing. I like yeah, it. A, it it looks interesting. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And yes, that is a real game. I forgot what it was. What was it called? It's uh, what is it? And I don't know if all the dinosaurs were gay. Um. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm asking my producer right now. <laughs> There's someone in my earpiece. Um, Jurassic Yass. Is that it? Jurassic something. Anyway. Yeah. But that is to say that like it's it created its own genre of those types of games that are inclusive and positive and made by cool people for cool people. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I, I don't, don't know how I got to that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, no, I mean, inclusivity in video games, I think, is a huge component of it. I mean, you, you talked about anyone can make a video game. That means anyone starting to make a video game instead of a bunch of uh, toxic, you know, office job, you know, bro gamers or programmers, uh, you know, thinking that video games just mean the the shoot the people power project yeah. and fantasy stuff yeah right? like, like yeah like don't get me wrong like you know bloodborne is like super triple a i think from software has been pretty steadily a strong like since since uh tenchu stealth assassins like mm-hmm. they're a real company you know they're not you can't give them any indie cred um like one of my favorite games of all time is bloodborne you know like i absolutely oh, yeah. there's a lot of murder in bloodborne don't get me wrong but, like, there's, I don't know, there's just, for me, like, video games that that hit a range. Like, I played uh, Gris, or Gris, the other day, uh, like, a couple weeks ago. I think ago. it's Gris. <laughs> it's Gris, it's French, I know. I hear Look, a lot of people say Gris, and I'm like, ah. Yeah, ah, uh, yeah. No, I get it, but. But, no, I, I played I played Gris, and, and um, which is really interesting, because it almost feels like a double entendre for grief. Which I think is what the game very much is about. Yeah. And to have games that express other emotions than just like power projection fantasies of shoot you, kill you. I mean, we're now seeing games. I've always maintained that video games are an emerging art form, you know. But, you know, you're, there's that period in time where like every new artistic medium has to, has like, gets sort of like hazed and has to prove itself. You know, like, as new art, like, uh, people don't like to talk about it, but Socrates criticized the written word. Like, actually, think about, like, a time period where somebody was like, books aren't art, okay? And that person who said that was Socrates, because he said that books are destroying the oral tradition of storytelling. Yeah, I was was, about to say, is that why? (laughs) He was basically saying that, like, that books don't properly, like, encapsulate the oral Like, you can't emote. Right. So, like, art is ruined. Storytells, uh, storytelling is ruined because you can't, like, project and emphasize. And, you know, when you're telling your weird fairy tales about things, like, you, you can't command the... Ru- and so that ruins stories. And every art form has gone through this hazing period of being told that it's not real art. It happened with film. Yeah. You know, the first few, like, films were... Just like, can we do this? Uh, just filming a train moving. Just filming a horse running. Like, you know, like, just stuff like that. And they started to, like, put narratives to it. Then they got experimental with it. And video games have gone through that that time period. But I feel like they stagnated at an accelerated pace, too. It took us a while to go from, like, films being art and developing all the emerging art forms and 
experimenting with them to like get to the Hollywood stagnation of 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 film. You know, you Holly- mean Marvel movies. <laughs> well, no, it happened before that. <laughs> yeah, you know, the the movie theaters almost died in the '60s. You know, like film nearly died in the '60s as television uh, got put into people's homes and Hollywood got comfortable with just like kind of putting out stuff because they had a captive audience of like if you want to watch a movie you're going to watch these three movies they didn't have to make anything good they didn't have to innovate the the in fact at that time period the film studios owned the movie theaters so they only mm-hmm. had to show their own films and so if you had your movie theater in that town people only get to see uh warner brothers films that's all they will ever see um it, it like and video games, like, like, kind of, like, learned the worst... I feel like they learned the worst lessons from Hollywood. That, that sort of studio era of Hollywood, which is, like, you have a captive audience, so just give them what's going to make money. And yeah. I feel like we accelerated to that. We had the, can we do this experimental... We had the, the simulator phase, which is, like, early video games were just simulations of, or simulacrums, to be, to be more complete, were simulacrums of real things. You know, like a tennis game, a flight simulator, uh, you know. And then you had stuff like Zork in the corner, like over here being like, this is a simulacrum for Dungeons and Dragons. Don't tell anybody. Um, and then we had these, like as that happened, then suddenly we get like plumbers running right. Why the fuck is the plumber running right to save a princess in a castle? We don't know. We don't care. It doesn't need to make sense. Like, get into the experimental phase of video games where, like, the mechanics and the gameplay and the fun and the, you know, the colors, right? Like, I remember, like, you know, they had the more limited color palettes in the 8-bit and 16-bit and 32-bit eras. But, like, because they had those limited color palettes, kind of a little bit what you were talking about with your pixel art, they really had to maximize it, right? And then we got to what I call the, the dirt shooter brown and gray era. Of just yeah, like like two thousand four to two thousand fifteen. <laughs> oh, chest high, chest high yeah. cover as far as the eye can see. All the shooters of just 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 all every landscape is chest high. Every color palette is washed out gray and brown. Like just the you know even if you think about like Doom, one of like for me one of like the 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 holy trinities of video games, right? Like, Doom was colorful. It was dark, but it was colorful. Like, how did you do that, you know? It had these labyrinthian designs, these mazes that, like, you would draw them on a paper, like the sort of mindfuck maze that you would love as a kid with your pencil tracing your way through it and actually getting confused. They did that with their level design, right? And and then, like, we washed away from that sort of what I would call the experimental era. Of it kind of didn't, games didn't really need to make sense. They were just refining, re- honing in and refining their craft from the 80s through the, you know, uh, I'd go as back as the 70s with the arcade era. The original arcade era, we had a 90 revival because of fighter games. But um, going back through like that sort of like what I would consider the experimental era, the 70s and through the 90s. And then they kind of stagnated in the early 2000s and on into the teens. And I don't think we shook that mold basically until indie games, for lack of a better term, until Braid, until Super Meat Boy, um, until, quite frankly, Xbox Arcade. And uh, I own more Sony products than I have owned Xbox products. So, you know, 
understand that if I had a bias, uh, it would be a skewed towards Sony and not Xbox, but credit where credit is due, the Xbox Arcade era and then Steam kind of parallel to that was really where gaming to me, the the defibrillator pads came and just pow on its chest and it like it got the shock of life because if it hadn't, it would have just been like you're playing what's in our studio. The 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 Hollywood worst lessons learned, this is what you want. And you're you're going to play it because this is what we're offering. And that's what AAA gaming is still doing. But thankfully, we have these other avenues. Yeah, like, and it's getting... Yeah, AAA is getting more and more like that every day. It's getting more and more consolidated, too. Well, because it's risky. It's expensive. So there's only a few huge companies that have the money to take on that risk. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so, a thousand teams yeah. of a thousand. Like yeah. millions and like it's like the the video game industry, by the way, is is like tenfold the film industry in terms of size. Like it's just outrageous. It's bigger than all professional sports combined. Just to put it in perspective, you know, when when people when people make fun of like sport, I'm wearing some sports ball gear right now. I'm not wearing it to like advertise sports ball. It's, this, this is my favorite hoodie. It's loud and obnoxious. Look at all these colors going on. I've got a cartoon character for a Milwaukee Buck. This is Bango. He's got a basketball. It's adorable. Look at this cartoon. This is great. Um, I'm, I'm wearing this because this is just one of my comfy go-tos. It's loud. It's obnoxious. I love it. Um, but, like, you know, sports ball nerdery is sort of like the dominant status quo. But when you look at the profits and the ubiquity of it, sports are in the minority. I would love to do, a, if I were still a games journalist, I would look into how much money the actual Madden, FIFA, all the video game franchises bring in that are sports games versus their actual counterparts. And we'd have to like sort of solve for zero and like remove the sort of parts where they sh- they cross-pollinate and share of profits, right? Like Because you might buy merch because Madden video games. Yeah. Um, but That'd be a look, fascinating thing to look at, actually. Wouldn't it? Like, what? What and actually like, are th- are yeah. those people sports fans who are playing the video game, or is it people who just right. play the video game and don't care about going right. to an arena or yeah. whatever? How much money do they make off of TV deals and if TV deals and arenas versus video games and DLC? Right. Like, I, I feel like that would be like the salt for zero. Right. That would be how we would. Like, what's the most charitable way to be like how, the the physical sport being played, making money versus the video game industry? And as a hypothesis, I hypothesize that video games, even within sports ball, make more just sports ball video games make more money than physical sports right now. They're That's phys- a bold claim, isn't it? I don't know. I know I will, for a okay. fact the video game industry in totality makes more yes. money than all sports. Are you solving for sports being uh, live sports basically being canceled? Because <laughs> I'm sure it skyrocketed because of that. We we'd have to like we'd have to like uh, omit mm. like uh, 2020 2021 from our data. Kind of like how we're all gonna do for all of our lives. <laughs> Just don't think about those two years, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Like Madden, the video game franchise, makes the amount necessary to buy a small market team a year. Makes sense to me. I, I like, 
Like it, it's it's very logical. I bet you the yeah. Madden and FIFA, especially like the FIFA. FIFA might be actually make more money internationally than Madden certainly does, or than the NFL does. Probably, it's a uh, wider net to it, cast. Yeah, it's a lot of international profits. But if we if we just to make this a, a equation, I can even possibly solve personally in my like my next nine months of this becomes like a dissertation journalist piece that I work on really really hard, and then some fucking grognard on the internet just reacts to it as their content and makes way more fucking. Uh, gets way more likes and subscribes than I fucking ever will doing real work. Like, yeah, I don't know about that. And they just like they just Google search one thing and debate bro it, and rather than actually like really truly research, flip tables. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, FIFA out earned uh, Madden by about twenty twenty thousand. Oh, I mean that's not that much. Yeah, that's that's nothing. Um, yeah, yeah this peanuts. I may need to switch to my f- phone. Because I don't know if you can hear that noise. Can no, you hear that noise? It's like the dog. Okay. The, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. There's a there's a sound machine. <laughs> yeah, that's like a quarter of a million dollars. That's or uh, uh, a fifth of a million dollars. That's not that much. That's nothing. Yeah, that's, that's nothing in money. video games. Yeah, that's that's yeah. like bullshit money. Like that doesn't even hire an extra million. programmer. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> oh no, you you much. can hire like twenty programmers off of that. Yeah, you can <laughs> you can hire a lot for that more if you if you if you source them in from indonesia which is what they do right now so is it specifically indonesia do you know that for a fact in terms always, of ubisoft yes it's, it's like, indonesia okay in, in terms i always of say it's like uzbekistan or something no in no it's it for for ubisoft it is specifically indonesia Oh, that's right yes they opened up a something there yeah you want know, to know the sad part half of the revenue is from ultimate team Digital non-year transferable credits, obviously. Oh, is yeah. what is Ultimate Team? Is that like fantasy? Yeah, it's probably their like made up like video like video game league thing that they do. No, I, like I think in England they call it Dream Team. I I, I don't want to get buried in the weeds here. My my point yeah. being is that video games out 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 may there the the industry is is in it's larger than Warhammer will ever be. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> Like in fact, uh, Games Workshop make half. This this number is verifiable. Half their profits just from licensing their IP out to Digital Works. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you look at like I the fact that it. that Games Workshop is is something like three point five six six billion dollars, I've rounded this number up to five billion in the past when I talk about them because that includes liquidating their assets. They'd be around five billion. Because they can, they've got factories and stuff that they can sell, and they, they got really, a bunch of furniture they furniture, can auction yeah, off. Yeah, they've got furniture, they've got like storefronts and stuff that that like is 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 costing them money, you know. True. Um. So, but they're so to say five billion, but but to like represent like how much in terms of like like sheer profitability, uh, and and market share, you're looking at three point five six six billion dollars as Games Workshop. Just Ubisoft. Not even one of the big AAAs makes three makes what twice that. Not even the big. Yeah, I think Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that's their They're, game. That's the one game yeah. they've got. You know, this isn't this isn't a Blizzard Activision. We I could look this. I can actually like instead of pulling numbers out my ass while you switch. No, that's uh, more fun. While you switch uh, <laughs> things, uh, what is Ubisoft's? Uh, not market share. What do we call it? Um, let's, let's check market share. Market cap eight. Point eight six billion, so twice. That's Ubisoft. 
So that's that's uh, that's twice Games Workshops, and that's one just one game, one one video game company, and they're not even one of the big ones. Yeah, I mean that that's not super surprising to me, to be honest. I mean, painting painting little plastic army dudes is a pretty niche thing. I mean, they're expensive, but not expensive enough to. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, it's oh, not, it's oh not, did Games Workshop not, go down a little bit? They're only at three point four billion. Only three point four billion. They went down from the last time I looked it up. Oh man. Thanks, Ortorius. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> mm. Yeah. No, they really are feeling the the pinch of of yeah. of, uh, of of supply of, chain issues. Yeah. Brexit. I guarantee, <laughs> like uh, the bulk of that is from Brexit. Oh my God. Probably. <laughs> Because now, yeah, um, you got to scramble and figure all that out. Mm-hmm. Yep, oh they God. just have to pay import export taxes more now. Like, yeah, um, yeah, um, same thing. Uh, cardboard import costs more for them now than it used to. So, like, if they make any specialty games, which is a good chunk of their market, which is specialty games because they're burst and bloom. Um, the uh, the reason they do specialty games is because it just basically prints money for them effectively um they don't have to sustain it because it's not about sustaining it's a, yeah a, no it's about it's about growth it has nothing to do with sustaining as long as you're always growing infinitely you don't need to sustain product lines you don't need you just need to get more people to buy in that weren't buying in before that's what specialty games are great for yeah to throw throw a bunch of those in barnes and nobles People are really I guess the specialty. I don't want to. I don't want to shit on it. Like I, I buy Games Workshop stuff. Uh, oh, see, yeah. look, we're still a Games Workshop product. I, uh, we're, st- I'm still doing a Games Workshop podcast. I made fun of Games Workshop once. Uh, then you get to move. Yeah, you get to um, get those clicks. And yeah. then move on. Yeah. I, Nearly a company-wide 8.5% cost increase. I That's probably, like, basically Brexit and something... From when to... Oh, okay. Oh, you're saying because of Brexit. I, I would imagine that's because of Brexit. But in from uh, the percentage... the the My most recent numbers, which were 3.566 billion to 3.4, um, I is, that's an 8.5% cost increase. Take everything they do and add 8.5% cost increase. Yeah, that's that's the Brexit factor, right? So they've been hit pretty hard. Yeah. And and uh they maintain that they're a small company. <laughs> By some definition. Yeah, they're smaller they're than just, Hasbro, they're just an I indie guess. Indie studio. Yeah, indie studio compared to like Hasbro, not even. Um No, so so I I just want to reset this a little bit. Like um the thing I was like I really want people to put into focus is just how big video games are as an industry. Like they are the biggest and what we call recreational dollar industry on the planet. There isn't a single thing that you spend your disposable income on that you can think of personally, dear individual, dear chat gang, uh, random person happening by who's still lasted this long into this podcast about this very focused subject. Um, there pretty much isn't a thing on the planet as far as like the recreational dollar, dollar the disposable income. That's bigger than video games. Um, it's huge. And uh, 
and I was trying to get a piece of that pie. That's what it was. You you made the. <laughs> you're like, this is it. This is it. The day one, uh, release one shot. Day two, buy Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, sell the rights to or create well, that's, a company that's and do. sell it to Ubisoft. Well, that's. I mean, that's. I mean, that's the more realistic. Is is your game achieve some amount of profitability? And then you move it to somebody because you don't even care about making that game anymore, and you like you you negotiate yourself a sweet three percent of royalties for every all sales and use of the IP and everything going forward. But you're like hands off. This is your guys's now. Uh, pay me my, like pay me my three percent. I'll never say anything about this game ever again. <laughs> do anything with the IP, and so you just get three percent of the residuals for eternity um, until you die. Uh, pretty sweet deal and then you get to go and like make a bunch of maybe get seed money out of them be like okay you can have this for upfront costs of like a million dollars and then three percent residuals or whatever they think the market cost whatever they've done their research with their overpaid teams of market researchers think that your ip is worth and they go no fuck you or they go we'll give you like a hundred thousand you go okay cool so you get a hundred thousand dollar payoff you put that as seed money into your next video game project, and then you just collect like probably about one percent residuals at that point for for all of eternity. All of eternity. That so, means infinite money. Infinite money, right? <laughs> and yeah, for as long as they're making like uh, like mobile app versions of your game, where like you can only shoot the one shot each day, you oh, know, yeah. and then you have to you buy have to like some consumer, yeah, ninety nine yeah. cents real cash money to buy another another shot. Or are you watch an ad. <laughs> you did this wrong man you did this wrong yeah hey i put it on mobile but i just made it a one-time payment and people do not people do not buy those no one pays 99 cents outright for an app no they it's would just not the market we live in they, they'll pay way more than that for a game they play three yeah. times yeah but they but you're not paying it at once that's the psychology of it it's it's, it's very there's tricks to it where it's like okay yeah but you know buy this thing for 99 cents this thing for 99 cents Mm -hmm. oh but if you spend a dollar 50 you get four dollars worth of stuff uh so you end up spending 20 dollars on that but you didn't want to spend the 99 cents on a game that wasn't trying to to trick you into spending more money it's actually like now I'm now now this is the downer for me because like these video game companies they 100% know this and they do oh, it yeah. on purpose. It's it's so predatory. Yeah, it's on purpose. It's so predatory. Yeah. Um the um sorry. Um <laughs> it's 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 just disgusting. It and they do it to kids like like on purpose. I re- yeah, I really don't like my kid is using an iPad now every now and then just because I mean, it's it's tough when you got like when school is canceled for the however manyth time. I know. And then you you just get them a couple of apps, you know. Oh, here's a little thing where you make a pizza. Okay, cool. Here's a little thing where you trace letters, and then it's like constantly ads. Mm-hmm. She's always co- coming to me, and act, and she's accidentally pressed something where it's like, uh, "Daddy, what's this?" And it's something how. In two presses of a button, it's like, oh, are you sure you want to spend this ninety nine cents? I'm like, no, no, get <laughs> what? <laughs> Even with all the parental features that you you try to turn yeah. that shit off, they still like in app will 
still somehow find a way to access yeah. your shit. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, I guess I, I want to reset. Uh, this is going to be a two part question. Um, you said you're taking a break from video games right now, but like, I mean, I guess what is the future? Cause you did make a game. That's pretty awesome. I, I really do like one shot. Everyone go buy it right now. Uh, real quick, do it. Um, maybe I'll do a giveaway, um, and buy someone a copy, uh, here in the next, like, I don't know, let's say 10 minutes. 10 minutes, I'm, I'm going to, I'll get someone a copy of this game. Um, and, uh, <sighs> so, so, uh, are you going to come back to video games? Are you going to go and do something? Because you said you really liked having an idea and making something. And, um, or, or, or has our little sardonic conversation here, like, kind of spoiled? No, 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 no. Um, it'll be a while. Mm-hmm. It'll be a while um, because that that precious free time that used to be the game time mm-hmm. is now painting minis <laughs> and um, any other like little pockets of time um, that I, I used to kind of sacrifice to that creative monster uh, is now um, trying trying to be more of a present parent mm-hmm. Um because that's something I'm really trying to improve on. Because um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, that's another like COVID thing, right? Where it was like, all of a sudden I'm spending all this time with my kid and realizing like, wow, I didn't really spend enough time yeah. when she was, you know, a baby till one year old. It's like, okay, to, let's let's fix that up first before we make any more video games let's um <laughs> oh, I get let's you. get these really important developmental years done and uh make make the best effort possible and then then think about spending <laughs> a bunch of time every day to throw something out there that maybe a year later um someone will stream and think is cool <laughs> i really liked it though <laughs> really liked it, it was and i appreciate that yeah um but fun. in the in the cost benefit kind of thing and i'm and i know i said like oh anyone can make a game anyone can make a game anyone anyone who's got the time can make a game in a cost cost benefit analysis kind of thing i'm glad i did it but i don't know if i would do it again really not well, not, not not when you did not it. right now yeah yeah at the time yes but now I don't think I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe ask me again in a year. Well, see, that's, see, that's the one thing I, I find that like, is like the big barrier between like where my little passion projects are versus like others. I see as my, as my peer group, um, you know, the, the whole, I got to I got to advertise the rantathon often and as much as possible, but this is relevant to it. Um, the Rantathon is a joke. It was it, it. It's not a joke. It started as a joke. Someone made fun of my podcast for being too long. <laughs> like, and to spite them, I'm like, well, I'm going to do a twenty. It was a, I did a seven hour podcast one time. Um, and to spite them, I'm like, I'm going to do a twenty seven hour podcast, twenty four hours, and then make it seven to like to bracket it nicely with the fact that I did a seven hour show, right? <laughs> And just like just to kind of spite them, and I'm like the only way I can get away with doing a 27 hour stream anymore, because when my my son was like a babby, 
um, I would do 24-hour birthday streams. So for my birthday, I would do a 24-hour stream. It would be like I'm just going to play. I did a, I did a, a, what was that game called? Oh my god, I did I did Bioshock one year. Um, I did Bioshock Infinite another year to like kind of like because I did Bioshock and then like years later Bioshock Infinite came out. So like I'm like oh I'm going back to you know blah. Um, I did a uh, Blood or whatever it's called. I can't remember what it's called. Blood Dragon. Uh, the um Far, oh, Cry. Far Cry. Yeah, Far Cry Blood Dragon one year. Like I, you know I did a bunch of like uh, I did uh, The Last of Us uh, when they had done their re-release for the PlayStation Four. They did the the big re-release, so I did The Last of Us for 24. So I used to, I, it was a tradition in my early stream days. I would do a 24-hour birthday stream, and like I hadn't done one in a little bit because my kids are older. Like, you know, I'd had kids somewhere in between. I had an extra kid somewhere in between when I had started streaming and and there. So like I just, you know, it, it was hard to justify taking that time away from my family for my own vanity. Really, I don't get anything of substance out of streaming. You know. In terms, of, I do, but I don't like. There's no, there, there's nothing to justify the time for my family, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I'm like, the only way I can do a 27 hour stream again is if it's for charity, because then I can t- say to my partner, "This is for charity," and that's literally how the Rantathon started. And now I'm going into my third year this year. Um, but your that that time component is such the X factor in all of this, like all the people I see that are like further along and like writing their like stories, making their games, streaming careers, uh, content creation careers on YouTube, whatever it is, it's usually they don't their time. They've either got more of it or they have less demands on it personally. Yeah. Whether they're independently wealthy. So like their full time job can be content creation to, to be in such a like a gifted position or like the big one is like don't have a family. You know, and on one sense, you could get resentful, but I can count on two hands the happiest days in my life, and eight out of ten of them involve my children. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of times, like, a young person might hear someone say something like that and be like, oh, gosh, oh, yeah, the kids, they suck up all your time, and blah, 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 and oh, it's awful, you don't get to do anything for yourself. You don't want to do anything for yourself anymore. <laughs> you, you you have a whole new purpose and a, a whole new yeah. uh, a whole new reason to do anything. Yeah. Um. Anyway, now now it's getting into like sappy family stuff. Um, no, this is way better than the Doomer territory we went into before. <laughs> um. No, I'm I'm not one of those guys. Who's like you should have kids, man. Like I hate that. No, I hate those yeah, people. You don't have don't, to. Don't have kids. <laughs> don't don't have kids. Do, you do what you want. Them. If you don't want to, yeah. definitely don't. Yeah, definitely don't. Because then you then it's gonna be horrible. <laughs> but um, but I've always been a person who did want kids. You know, like I you know always was, and so a lot of the other stuff has to necessarily take a back burner if I want to be a good parent. You know, if I want to be a present parent. And that's something yeah. that that's a calculated decision to make. Um, and creativity, it's sad because it, it's because you have the job that you must do, right? My kids need a roof over their how uh, their heads. They need food on the table. They need all these things. So I must do the work job. Um, and the work job isn't always congruent with the job 
the dream job that would pay me all the money because you gotta you gotta play the hand you're dealt. Yeah, I mean I'm lucky enough that they're pretty close. There's a small gap yeah, there between you uh, you know passion project and actual job. Um, it's just that one extra little step of like. I want to make my idea. Yeah, your idea. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, want to so be the auteur. That brings me to an interesting question. Do you think doing a job that is that close to your job leads to some burnout when it's time to do the passion project? Uh, does that make sense? Does, does my question make sense? So, like, you, you, you work in programming and gaming already. So when it's time to go home and I'm like, okay, cool, i got time for myself. Time to do more gaming and programming. Is there, yeah, like, a little bit of a burnout? <laughs> yeah is there a little um, bit of a burnout is it is it like oh no this is cool like like how does that feel i guess that's probably what accelerated the burnout um yeah i mean it, it's it's definitely an accelerated burnout because of that um y- yeah there were a lot of times where i kind of like at at midnight i kind of like stopped take my hand off the mouse and i'm like I've just spent like 12 hours mm-hmm. in Unreal Engine doing it for my work and then doing it for my passion. And then it's just like everything looks like, <laughs> you know, everything looks like blueprint nodes mm-hmm. at some point. And that, that definitely accelerated the the initial burnout. But at the same time, it's also kind of like you get into a flow where it's the like... Flow state, this is a real thing. I, I'm... I'm just using this software and it's like second nature. Hmm. Um, and speaking of family, <laughs> I might, I might need a skedaddle soon okay. because of baby. Um, All right. I hate to, I hate to um, cut it off, but no, no. I, uh, <laughs> my last question basically. Okay. And, and then I'll let you do the final soapbox and peace out. Um, <laughs> the, um, Warhammer, then you've changed gears to Warhammer. Does that still like mm-hmm. scratch the creative hitch? Does that kind of fill the cup back up for you? Like, or oh, yeah, okay, oh, yeah, it and it always had since I was a kid. Um, like, I, I, I mean, I started do I started doing painting these things when I was like 11, and then I did it for a couple of years and just just didn't even prime things and threw slap paint on things bought mm-hmm. random stuff and then brought it to a games workshop store, put it on a table. and was like, is this an army? Can I do something with this? And they're like, sure. Just go over that table over there and have a bloodthirster and a gas ghoul, whatever in the same Rock thing. Up, and yeah. yeah. And just, just be over there. Um, <laughs> and then stopped for a while and then came back when I was in college. Cause that was another time where it's like, you just, you want to get away for a second and focus on something else. Mm-hmm. and have something at the end of it. I guess that's, you know what? There's that connecting thread. Just putting everything into something just for a couple hours a day and then just having something to show for it. Mm-hmm. I think that's really what it is. Like whether it's a physical thing I can hold in my hand or it's something I can send someone a link to and be like, this is a thing and I made it and I'm proud of it. And it's super awesome. And then that person can either <laughs> move on and say, okay, uh, or they'll also think it's cool and now I've made a new friend. Um, but the, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very similar thing. 
except the painting takes way less time. <laughs> I don't have to look at a screen anymore. I'm away from a freaking screen. There you go. I'm still focusing on a tiny thing, which probably isn't great for my eyes still, but I'm away yeah. from a screen. Well, I, I just, uh, I think that's a great sort of like stick the landing moment, which is um, playing video games for me these days without that one in like 100 games where you're like, this in, was something I do take with me, you know? You know, me. like that, that video game experience where you're like, I will ha- hold on to this. But that's not the majority of games I play. Usually it's like, meh. I I think I made a friend out of one shot, so like that's got extra sub <laughs> substance there. Really? I think so. Yeah, like I like I'll remember you forever now, man. Like this is you know it's. We're gonna, we're gonna go hang out. <laughs> if I'm in Texas, you're in Wisconsin. Sure. Um, if we, we got Flatscon coming up. Yeah. There you, well, I can't make it to Flatscon. <laughs> um, but um, no, like it's 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 having something though at the end of it all. Yeah. For your time, and I I think that's the. Yeah, and so it's such a rare thing to have. I know that, like, and that's that's something that when you've got it, you grab onto it. You're like, yes, I've I've got a thing. I mean, it's I maybe it's just so much in my nature. And like you said too, like you're someone who always wanted to have kids. You want you want to have some. I mean, not that a kid is a thing you have and own in some way, but it's like no, but you like... want to you want to bring things into the world. They, they talk about like the millennial thing is all about experiences these days, you know, like where it's like, we're all like, sure. You, you know, cause I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's weird. Cause like, I feel like there's a, a, a tangible reward to the act of creation, like art, artistic creation. And like, yeah, I guess creating life is a thing, but like anyone can like accidentally make, make a baby for them. Sure. Um, but in terms of wanting to actually like actively parent and right because like build, watching, you're building a person. relationship <laughs> and you know I'm raising my kid I like um this is oh man people are gonna be mad at me for this one so when I write I think writing is like raising a kid because like when you write a story you like you put in all the effort all your sensibilities everything you believe some things you're afraid of you know and you and you make this thing and then you like write this story and then once the story's made you put it out into the world. And it's kind of like not yours anymore. Yeah. It's like raising a kid in that respect, where it's like I'm raising my kids with all the, my sensibilities and, you know, uh, you know, trying to hide them from my fears. And sometimes, like, they see me afraid, and then I have to be like, well, Dad's afraid of this. And then I have to, like, explain to them that it's okay to be afraid as long as you, blah, blah, you know, and go through all that. And then one day they're going to be 18, and they're going to go out into the world. And they're going to have to be their own person. And hopefully I've done all that front-end work to when they go out into the world, uh, they absolutely crush it. You know, like they absolutely rock. And you know what? They they don't have to like be big wig execs or, or, or known poets or writers or whatever, you know, as long as they come home for dinner, I guess, <laughs> you know, or, or whatever. So I'm being sappy. Come home myself. for Thanksgiving. Yeah, come home <laughs> for Thanksgiving. Um, but uh, yeah, man. So final soapbox. Any last things you want to get off your mind? Any thoughts that we missed on your your gaming experience? Parental advice? <laughs> we don't do parental <laughs> don't advice. Never do parental yeah, advice. No, no. Parental, parental advice, advice is the worst thing to do. No. Yeah. No. no. I just, just just joking. Anything? But, anything you want to say? Anything you want to get off your chest before we get out here? Man, I don't want to keep repeating myself about like if you have an idea and want to make a game, you can do it. Just do it. If you've got any ideas, just do it. Just do it. Like, it's, it's, yeah, just do it. Yeah. Just um, do it. But seriously, like, 
it's just taking that first step is the hardest part in anything creative. Mm-hmm. You're worried you're going to fail. So what? You wasted some time. I guess you can't get that time back, but in that time you were doing something you enjoy, so who cares? Uh, that's what I'll say. Make the thing you want to make. I actually, even, if it's a, even if it's a one-click uh, pixel art game. <laughs> a one-pick award-winning great yes. pixel art game. An award-winning pixel art game. Yeah. And uh, I'll dump some uh, codes somewhere. Yeah, Should I dump them in Discord to yeah, plug DM me, Discord? DM, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. I'll, I'll DM you. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll do that. I'm gonna do a Mephisto After Dark stream, everybody. So um, cool. And uh, let's see, I've got 11 people in chat right now. And Cantabot.